Come on. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Chris Prefontaine. Chris, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Good to see you again, buddy. Good to hang out. Good to see you. And for those of you who don't know, I've got my uh, I've got my wicked smart real estate T-shirt here. I've got I've got my two books that, uh, that that Chris sent me: Real Estate on Your Terms, and then the New Rules of Real Estate Investing. And I share that. For those who are just listening, I'm holding those up because Chris doesn't just bring the awesome stuff as a guest. He also sends you swag and stuff. So thank you, sir. Yeah, we just got to work on the smart. There is no R in New England. It's just smart. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wicked smart. There you go. Perfect, George. I nailed it. I nailed it. So, Chris, welcome back. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So, as usual, I'll uh, I'll give you a ten thousand foot view, right? Because we don't want to go back thirty years, and then you can you can pick apart and peel the onion. Um, so, I've been at this thirty years as of like two or three months ago. I'm in my thirty first year, and um, my wife said to me about four five years ago, it took you fifty years to figure this out. She literally said that when we were sitting in our in our living room. So. Uh, all that to say that I've done a lot of the niches in real estate and I now operate a family company with my son-in-law, Zach, and my son, Nick. And when I say a family company, there's several, but one of them buys and sells real estate in the New England area in three different states on terms, meaning no banks. We don't sign personal loans and we can get into that. And then we operate the uh, smart real estate coach uh, entities, which is helping students do the exact same thing all around the country. Because I think there's a huge gap, George, in a student, anyone, any investor, learning because they get to a course or a seminar and then it all sounds great, but then they go in the real life and they go, oh man, I didn't know that was going to come. So we interact daily with our students and help them do deals. That's the big connector there. Nice. So that's what I'm doing these days. Appreciate that. So, so what is top of mind for you? Is there anything new and exciting or is it, you know what? I, I figured out that after doing this for 30 years and my wife gave me a hard time that the trick is just doing the same thing every day. No, good. You know, very good question. So here's what I'm excited about. We um, to take that concept even further, and you and I definitely haven't talked about this. We were looking at yes, we're interacting with the students, cool. Yes, we're helping them with deals right in the trenches. That's all cool. But then we figured out, all right, wait a minute. Some of these investors, solopreneurs, when they can scale, it's a little different. But when they're solopreneurs, they don't want to do, or they do it, but they stink at it, and that's like the bookkeeping and the collecting of the tenant buyer, just all the stuff that goes on. So we have launched and we're in beta, but we feel like by March we'll be done. This is pretty cool. So the investor does a deal with us and our company, National Property Processing, it's just a processing company. It collects all the rents, pays the underlying debt and pays the revenue share to the student. They are literally just out getting deals. That's our newest and greatest thing. And I forget who thought of it, so I can't take credit, probably my son-in-law, but it's a really cool concept. And we're almost there with the beta. Nice. Well, certainly congratulations on that. Thanks. What's the uh, what's what's the biggest piece of learning on that one? I think anytime you deal with money, it's probably pretty tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. And then the other thing is a student. Let's say you're a new student and you do your first ten deals and you had no hic- hiccups. You're ready for a hiccup, like you can handle it. But if you're a new student, and you do your first deal and luck luck goes the wrong way, and you just happen to have a tenant that ha- a tenant buyer. We only deal with buyers has a life event 
you're pretty stung. Like, you know, that's a little bit of a hit. It might beat your confidence up. But if our processing company is collecting it, even handling the mishaps, if they have to get them out of there, you're not as much involved in it. Does that make sense? Like emotionally, you're not like, oh man, this stinks. No, it's okay. It's just a curveball. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You want to really mess with somebody's head and everything else. You start messing with their money. That's their first so, deal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the first one. Got it. All right. So, so, so give me the, well, certainly congratulations on that. Uh, give me the, the 10,000 foot. What is, what is buying real estate on terms? Yeah. So we buy on only lease purchase or owner financing or subject to the existing financing. And I did those in order of lack of a better word, complexity, because if you're new, can you tie up a lot of property? And I'll give you a, a very specific number um, with $10 per lease purchase is what's written in our pre-done agreements. And that's not fluff, George. I'll give you an exact example. I think you know me by now. I, I like to give examples to these answers. So it's not just, oh yeah, that's good theory. So Brian in Chicago comes to mind because I just hung up with him. He did his first, two years ago, he didn't know real estate. So, so he joined us. He did his first 11 now, maybe on his 12 deals, but he did them with all lease purchase. He didn't do owner financing. He didn't do subject to existing financing. Lease purchase with $10 each. And he's upwards of about 860,000 some odd earnings on the three paydays that we create per deal with $10 a deal. That's pretty remarkable. So you can control a lot of real estate without taking title. And you can do that with $10. So when you're new, that's your first avenue, in my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> so that sounds pretty good. And it's actually happening. So what is with, with I think you said his name was Brian. Yeah. He didn't do real estate before. And he joined your program. How, how, how much time is he, has he taken to, to get to the point where he could do his first deal? Yep. Biggest question we get. I, I got it last night. The, the woman said, I don't even know. And she said, how long is it going to take me? I said, I don't know, but I can tell you about Brian, but I don't know. Every person's different with their baggage and their skill sets, right? Brian took, I want to say in the 90 day range, maybe 180 days. Um, the only real estate experience he had was buying his own home and then selling it and kind of taking a bath on it and didn't know how to do what we do then. And then uh, the, the learning curve, as you can imagine, George starts to shorten, right? And go faster. So after he had a goal to go full-time after a year, um, he had a job for 17 years in corporate selling elevators, no, nothing to do with real estate. He did that in seven months, actually. It's an amazing story. So I, I, I'm not saying it's a norm, right? He's a bit of an anomaly. He's an amazing guy, but did take him um, 90 or 180. We're hovering around 180 for our, for our first deal. Uh, we track this. Uh, I know a lot of mentors could kill us, but we track this diligently. We call it TTFD, time to first deal. Now, have we had record-breaking anomalies, 32 days, 42 days? Yeah. Have we had the other end, 365 days to get to their first deal because they might've had some mental barriers or whatever? Yeah. So we've had both. I always give the, the good and the bad, right? And I appreciate that. Uh, if anybody says, you know, I, I watch a YouTube video and all of a sudden I'm a real estate investor. I'm like, right. wow, it drives that's me crazy. <laughs> really? I, I, I imagine it does. All right. So I think that that's, that, 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 that's awesome. All right. So you're looking at six months to a year. And how many hours a week, roughly speaking? The average part-timer, it's funny, this woman emailed me all these questions yesterday to our support, uh, spot on what you're asking. Uh, the average person is going to jump in somewhere between seven and 15 hours a week when they're part-time. And to this question, 99% of the people that come to us are part-time. It's rare to have someone go, hey, I'm full-time real estate. We just had a guy in New Jersey join us who was a wholesaler already and joined us to tack this on. Cool, but that's not the norm. 
So yeah, you got to throw, if you have 10 hours a week, here's what I say to you. You'll get to the point where I won't be prodding you. You'll say, hey, after three months of doing 10 hours a week, I kind of get it. I can scale back and only do a few a year or I can scale up. Keeping in mind, George, like if you learn how to buy real estate creatively on terms, it's all that this is, it's creative real estate. Once you learn how to do it, whether I'm in your life or not, and you just buy your own home every few years, or you just do one deal a year, we average like 75 grand. We Well, all through the community, 45 grand to 250 grand a deal. So who cares if you did a deal to um, a year? That's why I said it really depends on the person. Nice. So when you think about the different ways that people can access real estate or get into real estate, you mentioned wholesaling. You are yeah. obviously, you you help people buy on terms. Yeah. Um, how do how is how is what you do different? Yep. Um, there's a bunch of little nuances just in my 30 years because I've done a lot of those and I don't I don't poo-poo on any of them. I've got great friends in a lot of different niches, right? And they're on my podcast. But I will say that the biggest thing for me that stands out, and I just talked about this this morning on, on Clubhouse, that is all these years that I did realtor stuff, building, rehabs with my wife, et cetera, they all were what I would call one payday. I'm, I'm not knocking it. Like real estate has treated my wife, Kim and I very well. One payday per deal though. So I kind of felt like, here we are, you and I talking in December. I kind of felt like every December, I'd be a little excited, but a little bumming. Like, oh my gosh, I got to do this again. I got to like push that boulder up again. Um, like when I was a realtor. Okay, I got to do 100 homes again. I got to like start the clock over to get that one commission. So as an investor, I said, after the crash, what if we could create some wealth as we do this, but also create immediate flow? Everybody wants cash like yesterday. So the three payday system versus one is, and we trademarked this in the US, is immediate cash flow, monthly cash flow, and then long-term. And you can play with that long-term meter, so to speak. You can go two years, three years, five years, 20 years. I'm in a building right now that, that I did own a financing, 20 years. I own the building. I did in touch a bank. So I know this is a long answer, but the biggest thing is three paydays versus one, for sure. Nice. Okay. So how does that work? When you say immediate, what does that mean? Yeah. So let's say I secure a property. Uh, let's go with the lease purchase because we talked earlier. I secure a property for $10 on lease purchase. I make it contingent upon finding my buyer. Now, who's my buyer? My buyer, COVID has ramped this up crazy, but it's always been popular. My buyer is someone who needs time to get qualified. They don't qualify today. So as such, you've got this influx right now, for, for example, with COVID. Uh, depending on what stat you read, I, I read in Michael Dell's book, he, he said it went from 200,000 US businesses a year to 400,000 because people are just like, I'm done with corporate. COVID hits, I, I want my own business. Great, guess what? If they did that, they're not financeable right now. They need two years of seasoning with most banks, right? So then people that got hit with credit repair, these are great buyers, but what do they need? Time. So we put them through a, a stringent process so we know they're going to eventually qualify. This is not a wish. And then the immediate cash is what? It's their down payment. They put a down payment down to enter one of our homes. I'm not putting them in there until we qualify them and they have that down payment as if they're a buyer. And that goes in our pocket because that's non-refundable. So that's payday number one. Um, payday number two is simply, I'm paying on the seller's underlying debt once I secure my buyer and place them in the home. And so if I'm paying on that underlying debt, I'm collecting something higher than that from my buyer. That spread, that delta is my payday two. That's pretty cool. That pays the bills, keeps you over it going. And then payday three is when I cash that house out two, three, four, five, 10 years down the road. And that's really cool because all those years that's going, all my principal pay down on the underlying debt is accruing to me. 
plus my markup, of course. So again, long answer, but I hope that was clear. If not, I can go back. Nice. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. So nice. All right. So you are, you're on Clubhouse, you're doing podcasts, you have this coaching company, you are launching new ventures, you are reading Michael Dell's book and probably a lot more. You're in a family business, so you're managing all that. How do you, do you, do you have a, a daily routine that you like to stick with? Yeah, I, I'll answer this two ways. Yes, on the daily routine and I'll go over it, but it's also as, it's the strangest thing. Like as an entrepreneur, you learn, I was solopreneur for years and years. And so let me go to, and let me address that, but let me go to the routine first. Yeah. So the routine for me personally, I'm not saying it works for everyone. I've got to in the morning, either do a workout or yoga. First thing, you workout or yoga. That's after I let my dog out, right? Yoga or, or workout. After yoga or workout, I'm going to do a 10-minute guided meditation. It's not long. It's not, you know, go lock myself in a room for two hours. It's a simple guided meditation. I've used two different apps for a while. 10 minutes. That's all I can handle. And I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Uh, after that, um, I will be listening to or reading what I call my I am statements. And they're usually something about future statements. So for right now, as you and I speak, it's year end, I will be recording in writing my what is 1231-22 look like. Now, this might sound kind of either fluffy or simple, but I'm going to tell you guys, it is so powerful that when you do that, uh, there's not a, many days I miss, right? The reader listen to it. And then here we are in December. I played it for my wife today and she was amazed that, that I did this last January and all the stuff we hit. Not our, not everything, but that's that's the gist of it. So then I, then I stopped my day, George. Now, as far as how to handle all that, in addition to starting properly, um, it's funny. So I said, as a solopreneur till about literally 2013, that's a lot to my wife's point. It took me 50 years. Um, I'm 55 now. So what, what changed? I hooked up and I should have known earlier, but in hindsight, I hooked up with a company that does exactly that. It helps solopreneurs or businesses move from seven to eight figures. I've been with them since 17. And when I opened our offsite meeting last week to the whole team, we had like 15 of us there. I said that. I said, look, I couldn't do this without you guys and without this company we follow called the Lead Entrepreneur because I didn't know how to do it. I was a solopreneur and I don't want to water down a million dollars a year, George, but if you're a solopreneur, I feel you can muscle, you can do more, you can hustle, you can work more hours and you can get to a million. I really feel that. It's after a million, it gets more difficult because people always say, well, how the heck do you do all that then? You grow the team, you scale the team, you create culture and you create you know, good people. That makes sense? It does. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so your I am statements, I'd like to, I got turned on to those probably two or three years ago. And that's one of those things you're like, oh, how did I not know that these were a thing I up know, until really two or three? <laughs> um, so do you mind sharing an example or yeah. sort of a framework? Yeah. So for some framework, these I am's, there's two different types and I do both. One is that future statement that I told you. So it's writing as if 1231-22 already happened. So we scaled this year. We've been growing like 25 to 45% a year for the last six, seven years. Really, really happy with it. So I will speak as if 1231-22 already happened and emotionally get into that. So I am, you know, in my case, I'm building a home in Vermont for a second home. I'm in my home in Vermont. We just surpassed this in sales. So you're really speaking specifically. It's not, I will, I can. It's, I did it. Here's how it feels. Here's who else it affected. Like really get it into motion. That's going to change your, your brain. The other set I do, this is harder. Uh, my coach with Elite, um, Brett Gilliland, 
uh, had me go through what he calls presidential pardons. This is not an easy exercise. So you take all the things that you attributes about yourself, George. So you would say like, it's like you describing that microphone. How would you describe you? You describe you and any of the negative ones that you feel negative or shortcomings, you pardon yourself for. You literally pardon yourself for. I forgive myself for X because the new truth is X or Y. I forgive myself for X, the new truth is Y. Those become your I am statements. The new truth becomes your I am statement. It's an interesting mental exercise. Uh, we do it now yearly, so we get clear in the new year. It doesn't mean they'll change. Uh, out of all my I am statements I did for 21, I believe I'm gonna have almost all still on there this year because they're they're bigger thoughts. So two different types of IMs. Nice. Awesome. So the presidential pardons, I think that that is a, a great term. I think this was a huge thing and a big breakthrough learning for me, probably right around the same time I started exploring IM statements in general, but just looking for limiting thinking or different blocks and the realization or recognition that we are superhuman and it's very, very human to uh, be making the errors and the mistakes that, 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 that we make. So we forgive ourselves. So it's, I forgive myself for X and what's and the second half ourselves. of it? Yeah. I forgive myself for X, whatever your negativity statement is for the new truth is. And then you have the new statement. Then after you get all those, you want to be around 15 or 20 for these. You want to hone in and around 10 of those to what you want to work on this year. So then it just becomes, I am. I can give you an exact example. You asked me, I, this piece of paper, this piece of paper has been with me since 2015. So I'll read these statements daily. Um, and, and I'll give you some simple ones, right? So we don't get too personal. But the very first one that pops up is I am a clear, calm leader. Why? Because I can be a little hyper <laughs> and a little <laughs> micromanaging. So I, clarity, just calm. That's now that so some people laugh and say that is absolutely the opposite of you. Okay, that's why it's an I am statement. I got to work on it. So just an example of that was a negative turned into a, a positive. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Super powerful thing. <clears throat> I mean, do, do you, how, how do you think about and set goals? I'm going to totally shift gears. We're going to have a two hour mm -hmm. conversation. Okay. I, I, this is interesting too. So since 2015, I've been really a student back then and now it's lived with me and i read statements about it and that is uh joe vitale dr joe vitale i did a course with joe so i got to know him really well uh it's a nine, 31 day billionaire course we have all on mindset and when i got to know him i had dinner with him like we really dug in he practices ho'oponopono it's a very detailed mental thing so i don't want to get into a teaching that but the bottom line is there's a fine line between you being so rigid that these are my goals very boxed in versus letting some of the energy take its toll and you following it. I know it sounds foo-foo, but it's super powerful. So when I do my I am statements for the end of the year, I don't think about the how, like, oh, I got to hit all these benchmarks. I got to do that. We do that as a strategy as a company, but I'm saying for me personally, I just picture the, the end result. I pictured my home in Vermont being built with cash and not one dime of debt. I'm not thinking about how it's happening yet. So then an energy will come, a thought will come, a dream will come, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Those are all energy things that you should really pay attention to and let that direct you, in my opinion. So, so I do a little of both. I just don't get so rigid that I'm going to be stuck in this box. Because here's the scary thing. I said this to our associates on a private call last Thursday. When you write these, here's a scary thought. You won't go, in my opinion again, you won't go above what you write. Scary. Like, 
you, so you're going to limit yourself or push yourself by what you write. And for some people that might be, whoa, I just limited myself for the last five years. So you may want to think a little bigger. You may want to add a zero or two to your goals. You may want to, may want to, may want to, why? Then let the energy come to you and tell you how to do it. It's a neat thing. And pick up Joe's books. And I'm not promoting Joe, but I love the guy. And I think that he's been around long enough. He's written about 80 of them. <laughs> it's crazy. Amazing. You seem like a, you mentioned, I don't know if you said woo, 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 fru, fru, whatever, um, which is, I bet that was hard for you to get your arms around. Yeah. Cause I was always, I would for years until 13 and the crash helped, you know, got, had me say to myself, you can do something different. Clearly you just had a crash again. So yeah, it was, I was always rigid. Here's my goal book. I used to call it my life plan. Here's this. I'm a big believer in all that stuff, but I just want to leave it open for the energy. And what I did is I read Joe's first book. Um, I, I forget. I think it's called Zero Limits. This might, I might be out of order there. And then I was reading his book and then it mentioned other books. I said, all right, I'll just follow it. So I read a couple of those. Those that mentioned other books. I just kept following this for like two years. And to this day, those statements that are in the, with my IMs that I just pulled out of my journal that you saw me pull out, I have read those again or listened to those every day since 15 after Amazing. taking two years to learn this. I love it. And this is all stuff that you mentioned. You were talking about this on, on your call. This is stuff that you're teaching to your students. Yeah. And here's why. This is a cool question too. You're right on, on, on focus here because I can teach people to do a deal. Like that's easy. You and I can get together and go, Hey, George, here's the structure. You go, oh, that's cool. Then you go out and do it. And what happens? The mental game will absolutely take over. So I can teach you the skill sets. I can even teach you the systems. It's the mental game that's going to trip you up. Every person enters our community with the intent of crushing it next year, right? Of course sure. they would. Why, why do some, even with all our, our, our hands-on, I'm telling you, like daily we talk to these people, some disappear. Why? Like, like 8% of them. Why? Mental. They got a curveball thrown at them or someone threw a curveball mentally or a deal went sour. Like these things are going to happen. I'm screaming from the rooftops that this happens. Other mentors go, no, no, it's all fluffy. You'll be in the field and you'll, everything will work out. No. Mental game is going to trip you up. So we talk more than anything about that. We have a January uh, Wicked Smart Kickstart event, we call it. That event is all based on mindset, not skill set and systems, because that kicks the year off properly. Is that, does that make sense? It does. Mindset versus skill set. I love it. Perfect. Well, Chris, it's so great catching up with you again. Mm. Thank you so much for coming back on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with Wicked smart real estate. There you go. That's a nice way to end. Um, look, I'm big on free. You can go to YouTube and these deals we're talking about with the three paydays, I think we're up to about 140. Like we give you the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges so you can learn. They're all on there. They're whiteboarded live. Um, you can also go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash master's class. That's a free class that I just updated. It's about 55 to 58 minutes long. Literally just, just updated and then it'll give you more of what George and I talk about. And if it's for you, fantastic. Schedule a free call. And if it's not, I get it. Best of luck and, and crush it somewhere else in real estate. They're all great initiatives. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Chris your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find, out, find him on the YouTube, find him on his YouTube channel, which I'll list in the notes, and then go to smartrealestatecoach.com and take advantage of that free masterclass and learn more about the community. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.